Hey everyone, and welcome back to Simply Ayurveda. I am your host and Ayurvedic counselor, Julia, and I'm so excited for today's episode because today we are going to be talking all about Ayurveda and its influence on the beauty industry. I had the honor of sitting down and talking to the owner and founder of the first, very first Ayurvedic makeup brand to ever launch in Sephora. Shravya Adusamili is completely revolutionizing the cosmetics industry and how we think about makeup. Shravya created the cosmetics brand Mango People, and it is made entirely from all natural ingredients. Most of the ingredients are things that you can probably find in your kitchen right now. From mango butter and blueberries to Ayurvedic adaptogenic herbs that have been used for thousands of years to help support your skin, Shravya is committed to creating makeup that respects the natural rhythms of our body while honoring the fact that our skin is our largest organ and what we put on it is of utmost importance. When I found Mango People on social media, I knew instantly that I needed to reach out and have a conversation with Shravya, because as most of us know, it is next to impossible to find good quality makeup with all-inclusive pigments that have clean, natural ingredients, is good for your skin, and makeup that doesn't clog your pores. Mango People is quite literally raising the standard for what clean and sustainable makeup looks like, so I will let Shravya take you through the rest. So without further ado, welcome Shravya Adusamili to Simply Ayurveda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. It is such a pleasure to have you here. So why don't you take our listeners back to the beginning and tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I was born in India, in South India. I grew up there till I was 10 years old. And then I, my family and I moved to Canada, where I spent most of my life there. From I did my elementary, my high school, and um, I graduated as a chemical engineer from University of Alberta. And then I located to LA um, four years ago to start Mega People. Wow. I mean, what a transition that must have been, moving from South India to Canada at such a young age. Were there Ayurvedic principles that you were taught growing up that you took with you to this new life in Canada? Yeah, yes, absolutely. So I think for us, um, and I don't know if it's again, I think I think it comes from being Indian and living there. Um, it, it was we were born into the Ayurvedic lifestyle. You know, our our moms or grandmothers, they were born and raised into it just like we were. So I didn't realize for the longest of time that there's certain things that we do that were considered Ayurvedic until much, much later. Um, and um, yes, of course, I we definitely carried that through after we moved to Canada too. And I think a huge credit to my mom there. She made sure that we always remembered our roots were close to them and um again I feel like being um being young I I didn't appreciate it as much at that time but the older I got the more um grateful I was to those practices to my mom for making sure that we were taught all these incredible practices that were part of our lifestyle and a lot of it's not just fables that you hear from your grandparents or your mom they're they they work like they, these are like time tester practices with really efficacious ingredients there that are very high performing and they do exactly what you want them to do which I think is so incredible and 
honestly, I'm so grateful that the Western world is finally starting to realize that and, and get into it. So, yeah. Yeah. And thank you for being a pioneer in that Ayurvedic movement, right? Because it's really, you know, it starts almost on like a brand forefront because people, you know, when it comes to health, they're, they'll always think that something is just the latest fad, but when they see it come up time and time again, especially showing up in their brands, the things that they yeah. use in their everyday, then it really starts to make an impact. So how come you chose to create Mango People? How did you get started with makeup? I, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And since I was young, for as long as I remember, I don't know what it is, but I just, it was always like a calling to me. I always felt that I'll be good at it. Um, but of course, makeup was very random. I never, ever thought, like if you told me seven years ago, hey, you're going to have a makeup company. I'd be like, you're crazy. That's, <laughs> I don't even wear makeup. What are you talking about? So um, the the beginnings were, again, it goes back to my mom. You know, I, I grew up in a South Asian household and my mom did not at all whatsoever love us wearing makeup. She was very, very anti-makeup. Um, she was really mainly worried the ingredients in there um, would damage our skin. Um, and of course, being young, I was like, oh, my mom, everyone else is wearing makeup. Why can't I wear makeup? You know, I was very, I think my sister and I were pretty upset and um, we really wanted to be like our friends and start wearing it. But of course, we're at home and we're not the defying parents type of kids. So we listened to her. Um, but I remember when I started engineering and um, I moved away from home and I was like, okay, this is my time. This is my time to experiment. So I remember going to some stores, picking up um, a concealer and a lipstick. And I never did a full face. Um, it's always just a little bit of concealer. And I would just use my lipstick on obviously my lips. And sometimes if it's like a special occasion, I would use the same product on my eyes and cheeks. Um, because I'm sure you can understand as a broke college student like I can barely afford to get like one or two products let alone a whole routine um but yeah and uh I was doing this for like about a year, year and a half I think two years and I remember in my second year of chemical engineering I learned that my favorite lipsticks so the one that I used every single day but also eight because I had a very not had I still do have a very bad lip biting habit especially when I get stressed out I chew on it there's actually quite a scarring that I got because of that um and and you know being engineering you're always stressed out there's never a day where you when you're not stressed out so i realized that again this lipstick that i'm not not only wearing but also eating was made with petroleum byproducts and then the colors were derived and this is a direct quote um, they're derived from um chemical coal tar and i was absolutely mortified because again thanks to my mom i have always been very mindful about what i eat and you know i had like this great um, you know, routine when it comes to my food, when it comes to my skincare, my hair care, but that here I am using makeup with such like toxic ingredients. And uh, the first thing I did is I tried to find alternatives. I tried to go back to all the, to so many stores, try to um, figure out if there are any, any, any companies, there must be some makeup brand that has really great ingredients. Um, unfortunately, um, at that time, most of them were there just for marketing. And when I did find a brand or two that, that, that did really had really great ingredients, the shade range just wasn't very inclusive. Like I would try their deepest color and it would look like concealer on me. And I only imagine how frustrating the process must be for people who are deeper toned. And I was like, all right, you know what? Let me just try to do this myself. So what I did was the first like six months, I would say I pretty much like browsed the internet inside out trying to find any 
technical document about how is makeup made, how is a lipstick made, what 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 are the good, bad, ugly ingredients, what is my criteria to define what is a good ingredient. Is, is it possible to swap these bad ingredients for more plant-based, more safe, non-toxic options? So I think once I was like, okay, this can be possible, I put together like a preliminary ingredient list. And again, I didn't realize it at that time, but so much of that was inspired again by my South Asian culture, by my mom. You know, when I think about hair care, when I think about skincare, beauty rituals, like products don't come to my mind, like recipes come to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, like whenever, if we have, um, if we have really dry skin, dry hair and uh, my hair is like falling out because I'm stressed out, my mom would take coconut oil put hibiscus flowers in them and heat the heat the oil and would take the flowers out and then massage that oil into our hair so it's all these like incredible ingredients that she would just pull from our kitchen from the refrigerator and put put it together and again they work so well so when I looked at my ingredient list it was like olive oil avocado oil uh, raspberries blueberries and again I didn't realize at that time so much of that was inspired by that mindset of knowing what you put on your skin. So what I did was after college, I used to come home. I used to finish my homework and go to my mom's kitchen, just started to like grab all the ingredients that she had and experiment away. And then ever since then, I spent the next three years just experimenting. And the products that you see right now are multi-stakes, are highlighters, or bronzers. Um, by the time I graduated, they were ready to go. <laughs> so, so I know that's a long story. <laughs> it's such a good story. You know, I relate so much to the whole going out trying to find a lipstick that matches your skin tone because I remember like shopping with friends and like what would look so good on one friend would look so pale on me and like would just completely wash me out and your pigments are so incredible like your peach tone i have never been able to wear peach it's always like straight to red or a brownish orange yeah it's always reds or browns yes (laughs) and the peach i'm like it's my everyday i'm wearing it right now (laughs) i'm so happy to hear that thank thank you i know i know color theory is like trending now but i feel like we were on it seven years ago Mm -hmm. because I'm like there's a reason why certain and that's the reason why we have so many versions of the same color like for example Mm -hmm. the orange we have apricot for the really light skin tones peach for like the medium skin tones and then jalebi for the darker skin tones they all give you like that natural orange color but again it has to be three different variations so it looks because it looks different on each skin tones yeah you have such beautiful pigments I'm obsessed with every single one and the fact that you were able to tag team your education you became a chemical engineer while building a brand in the basement of your parents' home is so beyond inspiring. Walk us through a little bit more of your process on how you chose the ingredients that you use and the Ayurvedic herbs that you added. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just to give you a little preview, and I'm reading this right off our ingredient list. So this is what's in our multi-sticks. Olive oil, avocado oil, cocoa butter, sweet potato extract, mango butter, um, apple, cherry, black currant, radish, ashwagandha, trifala. Like these are these are genuinely the ingredients that we use. I I just straight up read our product label. Those ingredients are incredible. Like you could eat it. Speaking of eating, like the amount of comments that we get with every single poster, like, can I eat this? I want to eat it. Yes, I mean, you could technically take a bite out of the multi-stick and be just fine. (laughs) 
Every single ingredient in our products, I wanted it to have value. I never, ever wanted to have filler ingredients or ingredients that we would use for marketing just for the sake of having it. So again, going back to research, really delving into everything and seeing like what fits right. Is it even necessary to bring these Ayurvedic plants and herbs into makeup? If so, which one should I bring in? One of my other concerns that I had with makeup was I had a lot of acne um, growing up and I, my skin is also extremely sensitive and very irritable. So that's when it clicked. I was like, okay, what if I can find certain ingredients that would calm irritate skin, that would make sure that your skin won't feel, you know, your acne won't flare even worse. Your eczema doesn't get worse when you wear makeup. That's when I came upon these adaptogenic herbs. And oh my God, I can honestly talk about them all day. Talk to <laughs> us about them. Ashwagandha, Brahmi, and Trifala, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And they're so, so incredible. And again, the stories of them are so beautiful, but I don't want to take too much time, but just to do a quick summary, these ingredients were used um, on soldiers when they went to battles to heal their skin and calm their skin. Um, uh, the reason the tiger grass name came upon it is because tigers used to roll around um, in these in the leaves of these plants and herbs whenever their skin felt irritated or itchy, especially on like hot summer days. So that's where the name tiger grass came from. So. Um, they, again, they just they have these incredible pacifying, calming, extremely soothing um, properties to them. And we have so many reviews from people who use our products that have acne prone skin, that have eczema skin that are like, your products are the only ones that don't irritate my skin. Your products are the only ones that don't flare up my acne and break up even worse. And I feel like so much of that is because of these adaptogenic herbs. I think that's so amazing that you really brought attention to this aspect of makeup because, I mean, for me personally, I never, for some reason, looked at the ingredients in my makeup. I looked at the ingredients in my food, in my drinks, in my body products, my hair products, but never my makeup. And, you know, for you to really consider these pain points of so many people, acne, eczema, dry skin, the, that irritated feeling of even having makeup on your skin in the first place and really finding a solution with these herbs, it's incredible that you were able to merge the two. And what also really stood out to me about your brand is how simple mm -hmm. you make makeup. It's not about having a makeup bag full of products. You really hone in on the essentials. So how about you tell our listeners a little bit about these multi-sticks? Yes, absolutely. So we have our multi... So we have three products right now. We have our multi-sticks, we have our bronzers, and we have our highlighters. Our multi-sticks, we have eight different shades, varying from pinks to peaches to reds and browns. Um, and then we have three highlighters um, that, again, they just give you this beautiful, natural, radiant glow. Like you slept for eight hours, ate all the veggies you're supposed to eat. Um, and I think I think that's the best way to describe the highlighters. It's just it's not very chunky glitter and just gives you a very radiant glow. And of course, we have three shades of our bronzers. Um, again, they just give you this beautiful sun-kissed glow like you just came back from a really nice vacation. And the thing is, with these ingredients, it's we had the performance is still there. By the way, it's not even like we're com we compromise in the performance in any way. Like our Gulabi multi stick, I wore it at seven thirty. I haven't even retouched it. I still have it. It's like one o'clock my time right now. So the performance is there. The simplicity of the ingredients 
ingredients is there. You can understand it. You can read it. You feel comfortable wearing it. So it's like the best of all worlds. It really is the best of all worlds. I mean, your multi-sticks are so well done. They are really all I use on my face now. So you should be so proud of yourself, Shravya, because what you're doing is it's completely changing the way that we think of makeup. It's changing the way that brands will eventually start thinking of their ingredients that they use. And it's even just like our relationship, our personal relationship with makeup and the awareness of what we put on our skin. I'm so excited to continue watching this unfold for you. And just to wrap us up here, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is looking to embark on a healthier, cleaner lifestyle? So honestly, um, I think the first thing you should do is more with your food, with what you're eating. Um, and then you can start with your outer care. My tip is that start slow, start incorporating little things. Um, and and consistency, I think, is really important. Don't do a lot at one time, but you're only doing it for a week. Do little, but do it for like a month. And then add the next thing. And then add the next thing. And next thing you know, you have this incredible holistic lifestyle from your diet, from your skin to your hair. Um, but I would say food is first. I recommend and anyone who ever asked me about skin skin tips or hair care tips, and I get this asked quite a bit. I always say it's there's no magic product that's going to change your life. But if you can get on a good routine with the food you eat, the exercise that you do with the meditation, like, you know, again, holistically treating your body as one, um, that's the best way to to go about it. Just do a holistic routine um, because everything in our body is so interconnected, you know, um, it's not just, just targeting on one area. If you want healthy skin, then you got to do it inside out, not just you're not going to take this one oil. Next thing you know, you have Rapunzel hair. It's just not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> if only. But it's true that real beauty starts from within. It starts with what you eat and most importantly, how you treat your gut. But I love that advice. Start with your diet. Don't jump to extremes. Start slow. Be consistent. And that is how you build a balancing and sustainable lifestyle routine. Thank you so much, Travia, for being here with us today and sharing your wisdom and your beautiful story behind your brand, Mango People. I think your story is really going to inspire so many to not only go after their dreams, but to also raise awareness about the products that we love using on a daily basis. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I had a really great time talking with you. If you're interested in learning more about Mango People or trying out their makeup, I included their social media and website in the show description. Thank you all so much for being here. This is officially a wrap for season three of the podcast, a wrap for 2023. And even though this season was cut a little short, I can't thank you enough for tuning in and showing your unwavering support. I can't wait to come back with season four. It's already filled with such incredible conversations. We'll be talking about women's health, how to understand and work with your cycle based on your dosha. I also have a guest coming on to talk about Ayurveda's view on cannabis and so, so much more. It's going to be a great season and season four will begin in March of 2024. In the meantime, be sure to stay in touch and follow along on social media. Thank you again for an amazing season three. And until next time, I will talk to you soon.